1: My name is Roy Biancolana, I am your host, and today we are talking about season number three in a series that I have titled, Navigating the Four Relationship Seasons. And what I am maintaining here is that every relationship as it unfolds and moves towards a lifelong commitment, whether that's living together or getting married, really doesn't matter. But every relationship on that journey goes through basically four seasons. Now, the first season is sort of like the pre-season, and that is called the preparation season. And in reality, the preparation season never really ends in our lives. I mean, we're always growing and learning and getting in better relationship shape. But in that first podcast, uh, podcast number 70, I laid out some of the important issues that you need to be considering in order to feel like you are ready for something real. Okay. Even if you might be in a relationship right now, that doesn't necessarily mean you're ready to build a really conscious, healthy, lasting, and sustainable relationship. Okay. So don't think of the preparation phase as, you know, well, too late because I'm already dating someone or I'm, I've been with someone for a year or something. Now, this phase can always be revisited. It it really should always be revisited because the key to anything meaningful with another person is not that you are fo- that you have found the right person, but that you are the right person. So relationship success is about your own relationship fitness level. And so that's what that first phase was really all about, the preparation phase and addressing all those issues. So if you haven't heard that one, that's sort of a foundational um, podcast in this four-part series because it is part one. Now, the, the second season is what I call the attraction phase. Now, the attraction phase can last any, anywhere from 30 seconds to maybe three or four dates. Depending on how much time in between those dates, that could be a month, could be a, could be two months that you could be in the attraction phase. So the attraction phase, you know, really can be very short because all that you're basically trying to, the, the major issue in the attraction phase is, you know, <laughs> duh, are, are we attracted to one another? Is there some chemistry here? Now, of course, it's not as simple as that. Because as I talked about in Podcast 71, Part 2 of the series, there are different kinds of chemistry. Basically, they fall in two camps. There's the unhealthy kind of chemistry, where my persona is attracted to another person's persona. Like I talk all the time about in my past, my relationship persona was Roy the Rescuer, And I kept attracting and being attracted to Debbie the damsel, right? If I'm a rescuer, I I need and I can only be with someone who is a damsel in distress. Rescuers need someone to rescue. Damsels need someone to rescue them. So there are dozens of different combinations of personas that attract each other. Right, the totally unselfish persona, you know, I don't matter, I I am not a big deal, my thoughts and feelings are not really that important. That person attracts the narcissist. Right? The person who is sort of a, a nurse persona that feels like they they're they're great caregivers, they, they're healers, they they end up attracting wounded soldiers. Or broken down cars that need repair and be to be fixed. You follow me? So the attraction phase is more complicated than it might think, you know, because on the surface, you just might think, man, do I have the hots for them? (laughs) I mean, when I look at them, do I, is the energy there? Is that, is that chemistry there? Is there that spark? Okay. But the spark can be misleading Because personas have huge sparks and huge chemistry. And then there's the healthier kind of chemistry, which is the masculine-feminine dynamic. The pure polarity of these opposite energies that are attracted to each other. Now, in each one of these phases, um, if I have done a podcast or if I know of a resource that I can offer you, for further understanding and further learning um i'm go- I'm doing that throughout this series and so I want to go back to the attraction thing because I think I forgot to give you some some of those resources that could really help you so I've done three different podcasts uh in the past because Frankly, a lot of people, when they find a podcast they listen to, they only listen to the newest edition. They don't ever go back and listen to other editions. That's sort of common. So, the, I've done three other podcasts that really talk about the attraction phase. So, I just want to remind you that they're there and they might be able to help you. So, the first one is a podcast I call New Beginnings Where to Go how to approach, and what to say to a new person. That is podcast number seven, okay? So I go into all the details of getting a new relationship off the ground and how to do that. So if you haven't heard that one, it really applies to the attraction season, okay? Then I did a whole podcast, number 39, on flirting, conscious flirting, just like everything else in life, there's conventional ways of doing things and then there's conscious ways of doing things. And so I tried to point out that flirting can be done in conventional ways, um, but there's, there's also a very conscious way that we can flirt and, you know, develop that little spark that we feel with someone, the, the playfulness of the interaction, okay? So that's, that's podcast. Number 39. And then I did a whole podcast on chemistry. Podcast number 48. Okay? So those three can be really great, like, for further study references. Okay? Now, we are on to phase three. Or season number three. Which is the exploration phase. Or season. Season one is... Preparation, getting ready for something real. Season two is attraction, navigating the physical and energetic chemistry issue. Season number three is exploration. Exploration of what? It's exploration of commitment and compatibility. So this is the third phase. Once once you are ready for something real and you've done enough work on yourself to where you are capable of you know connecting with someone in a conscious meaningful way. And then once you meet someone through whether it's online dating or the normal course of life and you feel that spark, you feel that attraction, okay, good to go, right? You you know that you want to continue seeing someone when you feel some attraction. But we all know that it takes a lot more than chemistry to make a relationship work <laughs> a lot more, okay? <laughs> and so once you know you feel the juice for one another, whether you know it or not, you are beginning the next phase, which is to explore, you know, are we compatible? Are we compatible in, in a number of different ways in which we're going to discuss and we're looking at, you know, what we're committed to and sort of are we on the same page? Are we going the same direction? So yes, we might have the hots for each other. Yes, if we decided to have sex, just, dep- just because we have chemistry, the sex might be off the charts. But that doesn't mean you could make a life together. That doesn't mean that you're your lifestyles and your life commitments and your values and your direction and your deepest wants are aligned with each other. It just must it might mean that you're physically attracted to each other and you have great sex, which is fantastic. <laughs> but having had that in my life on multiple occasions, I can tell you that it doesn't necessarily mean that you should become a couple. It doesn't mean that you are really, you know, compatible in in ways that would make a lifelong relationship a possibility. Okay? So, that's what I want to talk about. Now, before I get to that, I want to cover something that I thought of including in the attraction season, but I left it out and i'm going to talk about it now because it is something that really shows up in in sort of every season of a relationship and it's sort of it's sort of the way we make decisions because one of the things that's going to happen is that as the seasons of a relationship unfold You're having to ask yourself, am I ready or do I feel comfortable with this relationship moving on to the next phase or the next season, right? So when you meet someone, you're sort of determining, okay, do we have attraction, right? Is there enough attraction here? Because as I mentioned in the last podcast, um, the chemistry thing isn't always obvious. Some people feel like, okay, that person's good looking, and yeah, I, I I feel a little interest in them. But but how much chemistry should I have? You know, I how much do, do I really need? Because it's very common for people to feel like oh, that's a really nice person. They're you know they're they're good. They're I think they would be trustworthy. But I don't know if I really feel the spark enough. I don't know if I really feel that energy. So how much chemistry is is needed? How much chemistry is is important to have? Does it have to be off the charts? Now, here's the thing on that. There is no answer to that. That's sort of a personal decision that you need to make. Perhaps that that intense sexual chemistry is extremely important to you. Well, if that is, well then I guess you're going to have to wait until you find a person that you feel that with. Other people it might not be that much of a driving force. Yes, I want some chemistry and definitely want to have a sex life with this person, but I don't I don't need to have that you know, over the top type of feeling. So all of that comes down to how do I make that decision? But it also applies to the exploration of compatibility, like how much compatibility is necessary? How do I make that decision? And so I want to talk to you about a decision-making matrix, Um, and I'm going to give you a probably the best resource I could give you uh, on this topic in a minute. But it's the issue of something called a whole body yes. Or as some people call it, the fuck yes principle. (laughs) Okay? Uh, In less crass terms, it's called a whole body yes. A whole body yes is basically a principle of conscious living as to how you make decisions and it is exactly what the words say it is that when you're making a decision about something you want to feel like everything within you with your whole body the answer is absolutely yes that there is no glitch there is no yeah but there is no hold back right? A whole body, yes, is is like your energy within you is like, absolutely. Fuck, yes. <laughs> right? One of the illustrations I use for this is, you know, uh, I live in Chicago now. This is my hometown. I'm back here. I, I lived for many years in Florida. And where I was living in Florida, near Orlando, Florida, you know, compared to Chicago, there was no place that had good pizza, not from what I was used to, okay? And so I always tell the story that if I had a friend down there or met someone down there and they alerted me to the fact that Lou Malnati's or some Chicago pizza, you know, place that is freaking awesome is opening up a restaurant in Orlando. And if they ask me, hey, Roy, do you want to go? <laughs> Fuck Yes. You know, that's a whole body yes. I. It's like, I don't care about the calories. I don't care about any of that. I. Everything within me wants to go have that pizza, okay? So that's what I mean by a whole body yes. there. There is no doubt. There is no question. It, there, there's a complete yes to it. That's the way a, a conscious person makes any type of decision, really, but certainly any major decision. They don't move forward with something when it's like, eh, 50-50, I could take it or leave it, or I'm not so sure, or I have a little glitch about that. I'm not feeling very comfortable with it. You know, I should. I should feel comfortable with this. And then, you know, I don't have any real reason not to, you know, want to make a commitment to someone I don't have any real reason why I don't feel that attracted to this person because they are good looking. All my friends say they're good looking, but there's something in me. I don't know. There's a hold back and that means you don't have a whole body. Yes. Now, here's what I want to ask you. If you're familiar with what I'm talking about, perhaps you're familiar With deciding to move forward with something when you did not have a whole body, yes. Maybe you took a job that you weren't really sure about, but you decided to go forward with it anyway. Or maybe you decided to buy something, whether it's a car or a house or an outfit or something that you were like, yeah, I think so. You know, you, you weren't completely sold on it, but you did it anyway. Or perhaps you've dated someone, made a commitment to someone, and you, you you weren't really sure. You didn't have a whole body, yes. How did that turn out? How'd that turn out for you? I'm I have no research on this, but I'd be willing to say that nine out of ten times, when we make a decision to do something and there's something in us that's not completely sold on it, there's some sort of glitch, even if we don't understand why, but we don't feel that whole body, yes, we don't feel like, oh, fuck, yes, it backfires on us. It, it backfires on us. It's like we knew something, some, there was an intuition or there was some sense that something's off here. Okay. So one of the principles of conscious living is you don't go forward unless there's a whole body, yes. And so when we get into this this season of exploring compatibility, you want to have a whole body, yes, that this relate we are compatible. The, this relationship we should consummate this relationship we we should become exclusive right so all of these issues people ask me as a relationship coach <clears throat> how much attraction do you need to feel well if you sort of have to ask that question you don't have enough do you follow me if you're wondering do i feel enough juice for this person is there enough of a spark then you don't have a whole body, yes. Because if you have a whole body, yes, you wouldn't even ask that question. You'd be like, oh my God, right? And then there's the question of, you know, should we be exclusive? Should we take our profiles down? Should we stop seeing other people? Do do I feel good enough about this person to, to, to make, am I ready to take that step? Again, if you have to ask, the answer is no. If you have to ask, Am I ready to close off my contacts with everybody else and put all of my eggs in this basket? If you have to ask your friends about that, if there's any wondering about that, then the answer is no, you're not ready. Because if you have a whole body, yes, it would, it would just be like, absolutely. The way I feel about having deep dish Chicago pizza when living in Florida I don't have to ask anyone, hey, do you think I should have that pizza? Does that sound good to you? I don't know, uh, right? So there's no duplicity. There's no two-mindedness in these decisions. This is, an, this is a principle of living an effective, conscious life that can be applied to so many issues in your life. Is that... Knowing, it's like knowing your insides, knowing your energy, being able to feel within yourself if there's any glitch, any hold back, any I'm not sure. And if you run through that, if you run through that red light, if you run through that and you try to force it, and uh, it normally will come back to bite you. And I'm pretty sure that you have experienced that. Okay? Now... Here's where all of this stuff has caveats. It has, yeah, but, because this stuff is not as cut and dry and black and white as, it, as I can make it sound, right? You might have, you, you know, you might, you might feel attraction for someone, you know, but you're like, I don't know if I have enough because that feeling for you of, is it enough attraction? It might be because you have a little fear of commitment, a little fear of intimacy, a fear of rejection. And so that kind of stuff can muddy up your energetic kind of waters on the inside to where you can't read your true chemical attraction. Do you follow me on that? Like if you have a little fear of, of being hurt, It's like, you don't want to let yourself go and feel what you feel because it might make you vulnerable. If, if you, if you have this question, am I ready to be exclusive with this person and to date only them and take our profiles down, that getting a whole body yes on that could be getting mixed up with the very same thing, the fear of. Being dumped like maybe you were in a previous relationship or the fear of being cheated on because in, a, in the past, you know, somebody cheated on you. And so these questions are not always as obvious as they might sound because you might have a little something going on inside of you that is blocking the natural flow of your ability to feel attraction and to really recognize chemistry and the freedom to open up and really let yourself go and give yourself to a relationship um, in this exploration season. Do you follow me? So how do you figure all that out? Well, that's sometimes when you need a coach is when You're feeling like I should feel some real attraction, but man, there's a hold back within me. My friends think I'm nuts when I say I just don't feel it or I should give myself to this relationship. I I, I should take my profile down. I know everything I need to know to take that step to just be dating this person exclusively, but for some reason, I, I can't pull that trigger or I feel some hesitation And you might need a coach to help you work through and sort of separate your fears from your feelings, from your inner truth. Do you follow me? So I I just want to throw that out there, that this issue of making decisions from a whole body, yes, is a principle that covers all four of the seasons, All four of the phases. It's sort of like a foundational way of being in the world. That I don't make commitments. I don't do anything with a 95% yes. If I got a 5% no, then I'm not doing it. Right? So conscious people really live by this whole body yes. Now, here's a resource that I want to offer you. I want to point you toward the Tim Ferriss show, the Tim Ferriss show, one of the biggest, most popular podcasts in the world. Okay. And he interviewed my former coach, Diana Chapman. Okay. It's episode 536. Okay. And, and in that, in that episode, they talk about a lot of things. It's really a fascinating episode. Um, they all talk about relationships and and conscious living and you know if you if you like this conversation this podcast you would like their discussion i'm not saying you'll like all of the podcast tim ferriss does because he he focuses on people who are like high achievers and successful people uh and he tries to break down what it is about them that has made them successful so it's more of a How to be successful podcast. And, you know, Diana Chapman, my coach, is a very successful coach. And so he's kind of breaking down her. And, but one of the things they talk about in that podcast is the whole body, yes. And I think she articulates it better than I do. So if you're interested in that, and I really hope you are, um, go to the Tim Ferriss Show, episode 536, when he interviews Diana Chapman. Um, and that will give you, I think, a real good solid background on this whole body yes thing, okay? All right, so now let's go on here, okay? And let's talk about this this season, the exploration of compatibility, okay? So what's involved here? Um, well, first of all, I have spoken at length on this whole issue in my podcast number nine, okay? So I'm not going to cover a lot of the same ground. Uh, I'll maybe highlight a few points. But if you, if you feel like you need to learn about how to, t- to, to know if you're compatible with someone, if you want to determine compatibility, like what's important in compatibility and what's not, because that's one of the major things. A lot of people make compatibility be about things that are really not that important. Like for instance, most people think of compatibility as do we have shared interests? Do we like the same things? Do we have the same hobbies? I'm here to tell you that you don't need to have a lot of the same interests or hobbies or, you know, in order to be compatible with someone. That can be nice. Nice. If both of you like tennis or both of you like the same kind of music. Um, If both of you like to travel, that's nice. But you don't have to have all that stuff to be compatible because there are other things that are way more important to be compatible. Like you could like the same music and, you know, like tennis or golf or that kind of stuff but your life values do not align with each other. And so you might have all the great hobbies and interests together, but you're going to have drama all the time because your values are conflicting or competing and you're not on the same page with that. okay? But I want to talk about something that I don't think I've ever really talked about because one of the major issues with this season of exploring your compatibility is determining if you and this person that you have attraction with, if you are both ready and willing to make a commitment to each other. So part of this is I want to help you determine if this person that you're attracted to, this person you meet, are they actually ready and willing to be in a relationship because, again, just because you have chemistry with someone doesn't mean, you know, that they're ready to make a commitment or that they're even interested in a relationship. I mean, you might have attraction, lots of chemistry. Well, that could just, all, all that they might want is a one-night stand. All that they might want is just casual dating and friends with benefits. Okay? So just because you have the hots for each other doesn't mean you want the same kind of relationship. It doesn't mean that that other person that you feel chemistry with is ready or willing. Because you might meet someone and have lots of chemistry, but it turns out they're married to someone else. (laughs) Okay? So they're not ready. (laughs) Or you might meet someone... And they are fresh out of a big breakup, and you have tons of chemistry, but you feel like, man, I'm gonna be rebound boy or rebound girl, right? Or you might meet someone that, you know, is coming out of a relationship, their spouse maybe passed away, or they went through a divorce, and they have processed it, they've done some therapy, and they've worked on it, and you have lots of chemistry with them, but they might be in a place where, I'm not into getting into a real relationship. I'm not, I'm not ready for that. I don't want that. I don't want to be exclusive or with someone in that kind of way. So again, I can't stress this enough. Just because you are aligned in your chemistry doesn't mean that the both of you are ready and willing for a relationship with one another. So how do you tell well, first off, you, just, you can just ask, right? Um, but one of, one of the things you want to be compatible with is the type of relationship that you want to have. Now, that starts with you. You have to know what type of relationship do I want to be in at this point in my life? Because at different points in your life, You know, you might want different types of relationships. You know, I mean, you might be at a a time in your life where, you know, you're starting a new job or there's some major career thing going on or something with your kids or something with your health. And you're like, I really am not interested in, you know, finding someone and quote, settling down. Uh, All that I can handle right now is maybe dating casually and, you know, Occasionally, right? Um, So other times you're going, you went through a breakup and you've been hurt and you're like, man, I'm, I'm not ready for a relationship at all. Right. And other times you feel like, no, I'm ready to meet someone, the love of my life and spend the rest of my life with them. So you have to know kind of what is your intention? What is it that you want to create for your love life? Okay? Because if you don't know that, well then there's no way to determine if you're compatible with someone (laughs) because because you don't know what you're looking for. So what type of relationship do you want? Right? Now once you know that once you establish attraction with someone and you're 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 wanting to keep seeing each other because there's lots of attraction, well that's one of the first things that you would want to maybe have a conversation about and start to talk about. So what are you really interested in? Where do you see yourself in the next five years? And you might start out by saying, you know, I I really want to meet someone and I kind of want to start a family. I kind of want to get married and settle down or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. So the, the first way you would do it is you would just ask them. Okay. Now, When you ask someone, once you feel all this chemistry um, and you begin talking about the kind of relationship you might want to create with each other, is it possible a person could misrepresent what they want? Maybe, Maybe if they know that you want this lifelong commitment, but they don't, and if they let you know that, that they probably won't get laid, they probably, you probably won't consummate the relationship when you find out that, you know, they're just getting over a breakup or they just don't want to make a commitment or of any kind at this, you know, they don't really want a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Um, they don't want to be exclusive. They don't want to take a profile down. They don't want any of that. And so is it possible that a person that feels that way could misrepresent themselves? um so that maybe the hookup can take place certainly how do you tell well <laughs> let me give you let me give you a couple one little quick thought on this when people tell the truth they normally don't use or need to use a lot of words to do it I forget what it, what it is, but there's a proverb in the in the Old Testament of the Bible that says something like, you know, in the presence of many words is trouble. <laughs> something, you know what I mean? So wh- what I think, if you ask a person, you, you know, you meet someone, there's lots of chemistry, you've been on a couple of dates, you know, and it's like, oh my God, you can cut it with a knife. I just can't wait to rip this person's clothes off. You know, but you know that you don't want to just hook up. You don't want to just have sex and then this person disappears. You know, you want more than that. You, you, you want a real relationship. Um, you want to be exclusive. You want to maybe build a life with someone. And so you're like, oh, I'm not going to have sex with someone if we're not on that same path. Um, And so you might, you might ask them. You might just come out and say, so, like, What's going on for you these days? I mean, are you are you open to something special? Because I, you, know, you, we obviously have a lot of chemistry together. We obviously really enjoy each other's company, um, you know, and if they hem and haw and they have all kinds of words about well yeah you know hey, if 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 i meet the person the right person you know and and we have a lot of things in common and and we do all this and that and, and if it takes them 5 minutes to answer the question about what they really want ooh, boy i i i i wonder if they are kind of beating around that bush because they're afraid to just come out and say yeah if I meet the right woman, and it might be you, I'm totally wanting to settle down. Boom, right? Because if that's what you want, it doesn't take a lot of words to say it, <laughs> does it? So, are you interested in you know? Are you just a player? Are you are you are you interested in something real and in you know? Absolutely. Right. So, one of the ways you can tell is the way a person might talk about their future, about what they want. And if it seems like it's, they're having a difficult time describing it, it might be because they actually are not ready and willing to make a commitment. And they're afraid just to come out and say, no, man, I've, I was married for 20 years. I've been single for six months. You know, no, no. I'm totally not wanting to settle down. I'm just wanting to kind of enjoy your company and have a good time and just, just kind of recover from all of that. Well, there you go there that there's not many words in that because they're not trying to convince you of anything. They, when, whenever you're not trying to convince someone of anything, it it takes very few words to just say what you want. (laughs) You follow me? So I think that's, that's um, I think that's something that you can pay attention to, right? There might be an exception to that also, okay? So I know I'm getting in kind of weird waters when we talk about all that. Um, but this, this issue of what type of relationship do you want, and then you're finding out if they are ready and willing for that. Now, this doesn't mean they're ready to make that commitment. I mean, all you've established is that you have attraction for one another, This might be your first or second date, and you know that you have the hots for each other. And as soon as you know that, that's when this next season begins. So you might meet somebody, and you have total chemistry within 30 seconds. Okay, that phase is over. And now, whether you know it or not, the exploration of compatibility has already begun. When you start to talk to each other, and you get to know each other, and you're finding out what each other's lives are like and what what direction their lives are headed in. I mean, you might be at a bar and bump into someone and have just such the greatest conversation, right? And tons of chemistry and they're good looking. It's like, oh my God, you, you can just feel your whole body is sort of quivering with this energy. And then you find out that they live in California and you're meeting them in Chicago. So it's like, oh. Right? Well, well, there goes the the, the uh, exploration of compatibility thing. Y- you live in California. I live in Chicago. Now, that doesn't mean that that's insurmountable, right? But that's what I mean. Just You have the, the attraction and that can be over in 30 <laughs> seconds. And then you're beginning to explore compatibility. And then you find out the person lives in California, that he's got he, – he's a uh, – you know, he's, he's divorced and he's got two little kids and he, there's no way he can move. And you're the same way. You live in Chicago and you have a family here and a career here and you can't move. And it's like, well, okay, so we have great chemistry, but that's it. That's all this is ever going to be. And then you can do with that whatever you want. But you've, you've, you in a sense have already answered the compatibility question. No, we're not compatible because we can't live in the same place, Right. So there's this ready and willing thing. Ready is, am I complete? Am I really emotionally available? Am I ready to be in a relationship? Just because you have chemistry with someone doesn't mean that you're ready or that they're ready. I mean, I share all the time. After my ex-fiance broke up with me, within two days, I was going out in the dating scene. Went to one of my favorite little bars and was meeting women, I wasn't ready for anything. Oh my God. I was still so hung up on her, right? So just because you're single, just because you're not dating someone doesn't mean you're ready for anything. Do you follow me? So just because someone doesn't have a ring on their finger doesn't mean they're really emotionally available. and Nor does it mean that they're willing. They might be ready. Oh no, they've not been in a relationship for a couple of years, they're, they're not hung up on someone, they're not getting over, they're not grieving the loss of someone, you know, they're ready. There is space in their heart for someone new, but they might not be willing. No, I don't want that for my life. I'm focused on my career. I'm focused on this or that. So, so they, might be, they might be ready, but not willing And so that's what's happening when you're dating is you're exploring these things. Now, that's why my advice to people usually, and this is always your choice, but wisdom would tell you, don't have sex too soon unless you know that you have no strings attached. You just feel chemistry. You're horny. You want to have sex. Good. Go for it. But if you're thinking because you're having sex, that that means that this person wants a relationship with you, then you're, you might be setting yourself up to get hurt because then you might find out, oh, they are not ready. Like when I went out after my ex fiance broke up with me, I could have hooked up with someone. She could have thought that this, this means that we're starting a relationship. Oh, heavens. No, I wasn't ready for that, but I could still have sex with someone. And that person might have their heart broken, right? So I advise people to hold off on consummating the relationship. Don't let the chemistry blind you unless that's all you want, right? Because if you have sex too soon, you could end up getting hurt when when you find out the other person says, I... I never promised I was going to see you again. I, I, I never said that I wanted to start dating you. I just, you're beautiful and I want to have sex with you, right? And so you could end up getting hurt with that. So I advise people to wait to, to consummate the relationship once you've established compatibility or at least enough compatibility to know that you both are ready and willing, that you both want the same type of relationship. Does that make sense? It doesn't mean you, you, you wait to, to have sex until you oh I'm so sure of this person, I'm gonna put a ring on their finger. You don't have to wait that long unless you want to, but not. but you, you unless you unless you want to get hurt, you delay sex until you have both chemistry is established and some basic compatibility is established. Like they're not hung up on someone else still. Like they are wanting to meet someone and fall in love and be in a relationship. That's what they want. You don't know if that's going to be true for the two of you, but at least you both want the same thing, right? The person says, yeah, I mean, if you ask me, what do I see my life like in three years from now? I see myself in my love life anyway, Married with someone and living together and we're going to start a family and we're going to, that's what I want. That's where I'm going. Now, you don't know if it's going to be true with the person sitting in front of you, but if they want that and you want that, okay. So now I'm not going to get played, right? So um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get my heart broken. I mean, the relationship might not work out. You might find you have chemistry and that you are compatible in the sense that you're wanting the same type of relationship, and then you, you start dating each other, and you have sex, and maybe it doesn't work out. Okay, that hurts. But at least you didn't have sex, and then the person never called you again. Okay? So that's another piece of this exploring compatibility is the consummation phase. And my whole thing on that. Is that you can have sex to celebrate your chemistry, which means you have sex pretty soon in the relationship, maybe even on the first date. Or you can have sex to celebrate your commitment. That you guys are feeling like, hey, we're a couple. We want to see each other. So this would not be uncommon then to not have sex until, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten dates. Maybe a couple of months where you're, you're you're laying a little foundation, you're getting to know each other, and then when you're like, you know what? We're boyfriend and girlfriend. You're the only person I'm seeing. Because a lot of people don't want to have sex with someone if they feel like it's not exclusive. Like a lot of people feel like, I'm not going to have sex with you on Thursday night if I think you have a date with someone else tomorrow night. <laughs> okay? Well, it might take a while to find out if you want to stop seeing any everybody else and just be with this person, right? You, you don't... You, you might not decide to be exclusive and to shut your profiles down from meeting someone and having chemistry from one interaction. That might be a little too fast for you. You might want to date them a little bit. Say, oh, okay, yeah, right? So... You're, you're exploring your compatibility and the major issue is do we want the same type of relationship? Now, as this season goes on, when you get deeper and deeper in, you're going to be exploring some of the things I talk about in my podcast about compatibility in terms of do your lifestyles match, right? Do you want to create the same long-term vision? Um, do your life commitments match match. Like I did a whole series of podcasts on the dating manifesto, right? The 10 commitments of conscious dating. Part of being compatible is that you want to build your relationship by the same rules. You're you're functioning by the same commitments. You follow me? Well, that's really hard to determine on the first, second, or third date. You've got to be around a person for a while to start to see what they're actually committed to about taking responsibility and blaming, about revealing or concealing, about how they're dealing with their emotions and your emotions. That's what dating is. You're exploring those levels of compatibility around the way you function in your relationship. And you're starting to see, do our lifestyles match? Or do we have competing lifestyles? You follow me? That can start to be noticed early on when you're dating someone, but it usually takes five, six, seven, eight, nine months before you start to see those deeper levels of what it means to be compatible, right? But the initial thing is, do we at least want the same relationship? Or do do we have the intention of we're going the same way? Do both of us want to get married someday and start a family or do both of us want to, you know, be in a relationship where we're committed to each other. Even if, you know, we don't want children anymore. We're past that age. Right? So that's like that. That's like the first thing that you're trying to discover. Once you have chemistry with someone is, do we want the same type of relationship when you do Then you start to explore the next thing, which is, do our lifestyles match? Or is someone going to have to give up something significant in order to make this work? And you're going to have to make some sort of compromise that somebody might resent. And it's like, no, you know what? Our our lifestyles, the way we want to live, the way we want to do our lives, they don't really match up. Right? Somebody, for instance... Someone doesn't want children, and you do. Those are competing lifestyles. Sorry, they don't match. You want to try to talk someone into having children? Good, Then good luck with that. You're going to say, oh, having children is not that big a deal because we have such great chemistry, and he's so cute, and he's so nice, and I'll just change my mind. I don't want children. Oh, boy, that's going to backfire on you. You follow me? So that's what I mean about – your, your lifestyle's matching, you know what I'm saying? But you don't really explore that in the first date or two, right? It, 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 that takes a while for that to become clear as you get to know each other. Because you're not going to have your first date once you have chemistry, then you start grilling each other, <laughs> interrogating each other. Um, and so, so it, first thing is the type of relationship you want, Check. We know we have chemistry. Now, if we want the same type of relationship, then you might be making the decision to be exclusive. Let's just see where this goes. And as you're doing that, because here's a principle that I, I, that I believe is true. I don't think that you can determine if somebody is the one, if you're seeing more than one. Hear that. I don't think you can really determine if somebody is the one, hey, this is the one, this is the one I want to spend my life with. I don't think that you can really discover that if you're seeing more than one person at a time. It's like your energy is split, your attention is split, your your heart's not all here. So I think that once you know you have chemistry and once you know that, hey, we we want the same thing here, then I think you should look at each other and say let's be exclusive let's take our profiles down let's let's see where this goes let's let's be a couple let's give this relationship the space it needs I I call it creating the container for the development of intimacy You're, you're creating this safe space where nobody's seeing anybody else and when you're doing that, then you you can begin to feel: Do our lifestyles match? Do do we do are we matched up in our commitments and the way we want to function? Because we're actually a couple, okay? So I think you consummate the relationship once you decide to be exclusive. Like I know enough to take my pro my profile down. I'm not ready to get married. I'm not ready to move in with them, but we have chemistry. We seem to want the same type of relationship, so I'm going to not see anybody else, and I'm going to give this relationship the space it needs to develop. Let's see where this goes. And then you might find out that your lifestyles don't match. Maybe you find out that your life commitments don't align, and so maybe after a couple months, you break up. That, that's painful, but that does happen. But when you create that container of exclusivity, you might be beginning to explore and then you might be finding, oh, we we really are on the same page in these ways. And now, now something's happening. So I don't think that you can discover if this person is the one, if you're seeing more than one. But you never want to make that exclusivity decision too soon. You want to have a whole body yes, Okay, we come back to that. I have a whole body. Yes, the chemistry is there. That means, oh, yes, I want to see them again. <laughs> no doubt. If there's any doubt about, is there enough chemistry? Um, and here's the way I describe the chemistry thing. I don't think I shared this with you. How to know if you have enough chemistry, okay? Here's what I tell people. Just imagine you've met this new person, okay, online or otherwise, Just imagine, even if you wouldn't do this, okay, imagine that both of you are naked and that this person pulls you close to them, just presses their entire body up to you and gives you a really passionate kiss and you're both naked. Your bodies are pressed against each other and you're making out. Okay. Even if you say I would never do that with someone I just met, that that's not the point. I want to know: Does that feel like a really good idea, or does that feel a little bit like eh or ew? If it's ew, you got no chemistry. Say ew, ew. I don't. I don't want that person's naked body on me. I don't want their lips on me. Then obviously you've got no chemistry. But if you imagine that and it's like eh, okay, I guess. You don't have a whole body, yes. So you don't have chemistry. You end the relationship. You only go forward when you imagine that and you're like, oh yeah, oh, oh, totally. <laughs> I might not do that for this until the second, third, fourth, tenth date. But as I imagine that, oh boy, there's a whole body, yes, about, I would love for that guy to put his lips on mine because I feel, right? That means you feel chemistry. So if you If you are neutral about that imagination or negative, then you don't have enough chemistry to go forward. If you, however, feel, oh yeah, whole body, yes, then that means you have enough chemistry to go forward. And then you start dating because I have that chemistry. I want to see you again. And then as you start to get to know them and you find out, okay, so they want more than a night a one night stand they they want more than just casual dating hey we both want to meet someone special and be together and and find that real lasting lifelong relationship okay now we are compatible in the relationship we want and i have a there's a whole body yes that i have a whole body yes that that we are compatible in terms of our relationship intention, boom, whole body yes about being exclusive. I know I have the hots for you and I know you want the same direction. So why not take your profiles down? Why not put all your eggs in this basket and let's see where this goes. And you only do that when you have a whole body yes. You don't go exclusive when you're not feeling that because then you're, you're, you're out of your own integrity You don't do it because the other person wants to. You don't do it because you think you should. You don't do it because if you don't, you think you might lose the other person. No, you just tell them, I'm not ready for that yet. I want to date. I want to have a few more dates before I'm ready to make that decision. And if they don't respect that, well, then they're not the right person for you. Because people arrive at that decision, like at different times. You can meet somebody and right away know that I don't want to see anybody else. After a date or two. I don't want to see anybody. But maybe they're not ready for that yet. That doesn't mean they're not into you. That doesn't mean that they won't get there, right? So there you go. That that I think is about everything I can share about this exploration of compatibility. Um, and when we go into phase number or season number four is called the construction phase. In the construction phase, it bleeds into this exploration of compatibility phase because that's where we talk more about do our life commitments match up, do our lifestyles match up, and then you're beginning to construct a relationship that can last a lifetime, okay? So that's what we're going to do next. We're going to talk about, hey, okay, once you have that attraction, once you've established that you're compatible now let's construct a relationship that's built to last. And we'll do that next time on the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. Bye-bye.
0: You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.